Welcome to episode 374 of the Thunder Underground podcast. This week is a real cool one because we've got Terry Ailu, the vocalist of XYZ, Great White, solo work, all kinds of great stuff throughout his long, illustrious, great career. And we talk about a lot of that stuff here in this interview coming up. Many of you remember XYZ and that huge hit Inside Out. They did a couple albums in the early 90s which are both great. You need to check out if that's a band that somehow slipped under your radar back then. They had a third album come out in the early 2000s, so probably about 20 years ago now already. And hey, if you listen to this interview coming up shortly, you might find out if there's more music coming or not. We're going to talk about that very soon here with Terry. A couple other things before that, but before we jump into that, I need to let you know who the sponsors of this podcast are. That would be DEB Concerts, a promoter based right here in the Tulsa area. They brought tons of great acts to the downtown Tulsa area, like Saxon, Buckcherry, Great White, as I mentioned before, Last in Line, Bisto Blanco, Lita Ford, Winger, Tom Kiefer, LA Guns. The list is continuous and long, and they've also brought arena acts now to the BOK Center, such as Megadeth, Lamb of God, Poison, Ice Cube, Nelly, Snoop Dogg, and the list keeps growing. They also promote the Roadhouse stage at Rocklahoma every year. This year is no different. That lineup was announced here a couple weeks ago. The Roadhouse stage is one of the two side stages of Rocklahoma, and this year the headliners on that stage will be Warrant doing the kickoff pre-party on Thursday, and the other three nights will be headlined by Buck Cherry, Kicks, and Skid Row. LA Guns will also be on that stage as well as many other bands, so hit up rocklahoma.com to see the entire lineup, which also features the almighty Pantera, Godsmack, Limp Biscuit, Rob Zombie, a huge long list. So go check that out, rocklahoma.com, and check out debconcerts.com for all the info to be up to date. For any announcements, follow them on the socials. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram are all DEB Concerts. And of course, we keep you up to date right here as well. We've also got Med Farm, a dispensary located in Broken Air, Oklahoma. 24683 East Highway 51. They're right off the highway. Can't miss them. They've got a drive through which is a great benefit of this dispensary, as many of them do not. So if you call or message your order ahead of time, you can zip right through there, pick it up at the drive through and be on your way. But you can also check out their large selection at leafly.com. And then go into the store, talk to any of their many knowledgeable employees about all the products they've got. They're always running great specials, so follow them on the socials at MedFarm on Facebook. That's P-H-A-R-M. Instagram is MedFarmOK. Their website is MedFarmOK.com. If you mention Thunder Underground, they'll give you 10% off your first order. Can't beat that. And on top of all this, they are cannabis with a cause. 30% of their proceeds go to build no-kill animal shelters. An amazing cause. Most businesses run a campaign once a year where they donate a portion of their proceeds to something. Excuse me, to something. Medfarm is doing it 100% of the time. Nearly a third of their profits are going to this great cause. So do yourself and do all these animals a favor and hit up Medfarm and buy your products there. Finally, we've got Sunset Tattoo, a tattoo shop located in Midtown Tulsa. Tattoos are done good and proper. They're state licensed and they are mother approved. 25 plus years of experience from Jason Thompson and his crew over there. 
specializing in all styles. So if you hit up the socials, Facebook, and Instagram, or Sunset Tattoo Tulsa, there are tons of photos on there. You can check them all out. Check out all the great work throughout the years from Jason. I've personally had a tattoo done by Jason Thompson on my back, and I'm going to have another one here done this year sometime. I know many other people that have as well, and everybody's happy with the work from Sunset Tattoo. So give them a call or shoot them a message to set up a time to go in there and talk about what work you're looking to have done. They also accept walk-ins. And of course, if you're just someone new to the tattoo game and you're not sure, you know, you know what you want, but you don't know how to put it together, go in there and talk to Jason or one of the people that work there with him at Sunset Tattoo and they'll hook you up. All right, before we jump into the Terry I. Lou talk, a couple other things to mention is, as I've mentioned on the last few episodes, I got to mention it one more time because it's this weekend here in just a couple days here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, April 1st. So this is not an April Fool's joke as we might have thought when it was first announced back in, I think it was announced in December, maybe. It sounded too good to be true. I mean, we're not talking like arena level bands, so it's obviously it could be true. But at the same time, it sounded too good to be true because you got so many unique bands from the metal genre in one place, one all day festival. And it's happening at the Canes Ballroom in Tulsa, which is what kind of blew many of our minds around here. But this is the type of show that people should travel in. In fact, I know of people that are coming in. I know a friend of mine that's coming in from Austin, Texas, and I'm sure that Many other people as well, because you don't see lineups like this all the time. Exciter. Night Demon. Night Demon has been on this podcast three times now, and we've hung out more than that. Such a great group of guys. If you're not familiar with this band, their brand new album just came out two weeks ago, and it is fucking fantastic. It's definitely going to be on a year-end list of this podcast, I can promise you that. Haunt. Trevor Williams Church. The lead vocalist and guitarist of Haunt has been on this podcast a couple times. Great live band. Got the chance to see them live this past year for the first time. Satan. An all-time new wave of British heavy metal act from the 80s. Has been back for many years touring. They will be there. I mentioned Exciter, an 80s thrash band. We've also got Night Cobra, Hammerhead, Sadistic Force. And I and Blind Oath. I cannot forget Blind Oath. Tulsa's own Blind Oath. This is another band who just had their debut full-length album come out here two or three weeks ago. You need to delve into this bad boy. You can stream it anywhere. You can stream music. Buy the thing. If you're out at this show, buy their merch. Support these guys because here in a few years, I'm pretty sure that you're going to know the name Blind Oath, whether you're from this area or not. So... April 1st, Kane's Ballroom. Tickets at canesballroom.com. They've got a package deal going on. Like, tickets are like 40 bucks, I think. If you buy, there's a package where you can get a ticket, and it comes with a t-shirt for the, for the event. Two minutes to Tulsa. I didn't mention that yet, I don't think. Two minutes to Tulsa. The festival t-shirt. The festival poster. And I think some stickers or something else. For 65 bucks, so only 25 bucks more, you're getting this extra stuff, which is what you pay for a t-shirt at most any shows anyway, so worth the worth the deal right there alone. So brought to you by Horton Records, another great entity here in the Tulsa area, so I can't stress enough how 
how great a lineup this show is. You know, and if you're there, if you're going to be there, please shoot us over, shoot me over here, uh, your review of the show or what your favorite act was or something here. Thethunderunderground at gmail.com or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, message, direct message there, whatever, you know, you know how it goes. Another thing is, you know, we're at that time of year, January through March, tons of tours get announced throughout the spring, fall, and this time of the year is whenever, spring and summer, excuse me, this time of the year is whenever a lot of fall stuff gets starting to get announced. You know, Guns N' Roses announced their tour here a couple weeks ago. Metallica, of course, did a couple months ago with all their stadium dates with Pantera and Five Finger Death Punch. Smashing Pumpkins just announced a tour with Stone Temple Pilots and Rival Sons, which I'm not that big a Smashing Pumpkins fan, but the fact that Rival Sons is on that tour is very cool because this is going to open them up to an audience that may not know them, which is a great thing because this is one of the preeminent younger rock bands in the world. In my opinion, I said this before and I don't say something like this lightly. I think that 30, 40 years from now, whenever I'm like old as hell and many of you might be old as hell, you're going to be able to look back and say, I saw Rival Sons in the club a few times. It's going to be worth it to say that because I'm talking, I'm saying that because I think these guys are going to be 30, 40 years from now revered in the same way that, you know, maybe not at the level of Led Zeppelin or Metallica or Black Sabbath, but I'm talking headliner level, big time shit. You're not going to be able to see them at a club, but anyway. Random tangent there. Rival Sons is fucking amazing. Their new album should be out here next month, I think. Looking forward to that. They've already released three singles, which are all great, of course, because these guys haven't done any wrong in these last several albums they've put out. But the reason I bring all this up is because tomorrow, if you're listening to this today, this drops, which is Thursday, March 30th. This Friday, March 31st. At 7 a.m. is the official announcement of the Power Trip Festival in Indio, California. Now, this is technically a first-time festival, but in reality, it's a second-time festival because in 2016, Desert Trip happened in Indio, California at the Empire Polo Grounds. The The Empire Polo Club Grounds. Empire Polo Club is where Coachella happens every year. One of the biggest festivals in America, 100,000 plus people. And of course, the same grounds where Metallica, along with the Big Four, performed like 10 years ago or so. I think Iron Maiden might have played there. Had a show there several years ago, if I remember right. But generally, it's the Coachella grounds when it comes to shows and stagecoach, and that's about it. But in 2016, Desert Trip happened. And that was a huge collection of some of the biggest artists in the history of rock and roll. The Rolling Stones, The Who, Roger Waters of Pink Floyd, Paul McCartney, of course, of the Beatles, Bob Dylan, and Neil Young. Three days, six artists, that was it. And we're talking in a day and age the past 10, 15 years where every festival, you know, has at the least... 10, 12 bands a day, and a lot of these festivals in the last few years, like Blue Ridge Rock Fest or Aftershock here in America, and especially shows in Europe like Hellfest and Bakken have 100 plus bands on the bill, 
anywhere from three to six stages running at the same time. So you've got 30 plus bands a day, sometimes 30, 40 bands a day. And then you've got Desert Trip over here who was like, we've got three days of a festival and it's two fucking artists a day. So you know if you're doing this, it's obviously got to be the, the fucking mega biggest of the big, you know, whatever, however you want to, whatever adjective you want to use. And they pulled it off. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't there, but I know people that were, and it's a, it was a fantastic event, but it was a one-off event. And so they pulled this off two bands a day. It's basically like going to a regular concert. You got a headliner and a supporting act or a co-headliner. I mean, in this position, you've got the Rolling Stones and a member of the Beatles. Technically, the two biggest rock bands in the history of the earth. And you've got four other artists that are mega huge. The Who, who in my opinion might be the greatest collection of four musicians put together ever. But besides all that, the point is here we are in 2023, seven years later. This October, October 6th, 7th, and 8th. This is happening again, but now it's renamed Power Trip. And it's all heavy. Five bands have not technically announced this, but they released a teaser video with their logo in it. So they have, in all essence, announced it. So there's one spot left that hasn't been announced. But the five that have are Iron Maiden, Ozzy Osbourne, Metallica, Tool, and AC fucking DC. So right there you've got ACDC who never plays festivals in America. They played Coachella like 10 years ago, I think. I, You know, maybe there's something I'm forgetting, but they generally don't do festivals because they don't need to. Iron Maiden rarely does festivals in America. They do them in Europe and on occasion in America. Metallica, same thing. They did all those DWP fests last year. But bands like that don't need to headline a festival because they can pull that many people on their own. And I mean, Tool, who's technically the smallest band of those five I just listed, fills up arenas. You know, so right there you've got five mega acts, and your sixth one is surely going to be big. There was a quote-unquote leaked flyer that came out from a... I'm not going to mention the name of the social media account, but they had those five bands listed, and Guns N' Roses is the sixth band. Who knows if that's accurate, but... They're one of the first bands that popped in my mind because you've got to have a sixth spot that is a mega artist, you know, from that era, at least. Tool, you know, because when this thing was released, it said, you know, focusing on the heavy side of the 70s and 80s. So I'm not sure how Tool fits into that, but regardless, doesn't matter. You know, just three of these bands out of these five, you know, alone is enough to draw a massive fucking crowd. So you've got a three-day festival with two bands a day. Headliner material, huge-ass thing. So by the time you're hearing this, it's probably been announced, so you know who the bands are on the bill. But regardless, there you go. I'm sure this is something that's going to be talked about a lot, and I'm sure that people will find a way to bitch about it. You know, you've got a festival with some of the biggest artists of all time. People don't like Guns N' Roses. People don't like Metallica. That's fucking great. I revere Ozzy as one of the all-time greats, but... Do I really need to see him live anymore? Not really. I've seen him live like 10, 10 or 12 times. And I know he's not the same anymore, but it's fucking Ozzy. 
people will show up in droves. You know, it's sad to say it, but this could be his last show. You know, it could be, I mean, he's announced, you know, and that's the other thing. You look at social media accounts of like Blabbermouth or Metal Hammer, anybody that's announced this and everybody's like, Ozzy said he was retiring. No, Ozzy said he is retiring from touring. There's a big difference between touring and playing a show. Anyone can say they're stopped touring doesn't mean they're going to stop playing a show here or there. Like I said on the last episode, Candlebox just announced their last tour is this summer into this fall. But do you think they're never going to play a show again? I highly doubt that. Because they never said that we're completely done. They just said we're done touring. So, besides all that, something to look forward to. It's the same weekend as Aftershock, which is also in California, which is another odd deal because, you know, there are so many effing festivals in this in this country now, in America. And I can say that with confidence because that's what I do now for a living, is work festivals. There are, at the least, starting in March and going up through early November, there's at least two or three festivals every weekend somewhere. You haven't heard of, you know, three-fourths of them because they're not genres you listen to. But the point is, there's always several festivals a weekend, but usually major festivals in the same genre don't compete on the same weekend, especially in the same region of the country. You know, and this is, if you know, we're talking South and North California, but still, still the same region of the country. So I thought that was kind of unique. But again, this is Golden Voice. They're doing it the same time as they did Desert Trip seven years ago. You know, Golden Voice, they could lose their ass on this. And it wouldn't mean a thing to him because of the money they make from Coachella. But they're not going to lose their ass on this because it's fucking Metallica and Iron Maiden and ACDC and Ozzy Osbourne. And whoever, I'm just forgetting, Tool and whoever the sixth band is. So if it's Guns N' Roses, you know, just those... First four should seal the deal for any living human being that likes rock music. But if it's Guns N' Roses, I might just say F it and just say I'm going, you know, instead of trying to work this thing or something. But anyway, with all that being said, I will be on the road here myself very soon heading to Coachella. Speaking of, that kicks off here in two weekends or two weekends from this weekend is the first weekend at Coachella. So I'll be out there for almost a month. But That's not a topic for this podcast because the Coachella lineup is not something that is relatable to this podcast or relatable to me as a human being that likes music. So, (laughs) regardless, there's always two or three acts on there that are worth checking out and always have surprises. Last year, I got to see Danny Elfman, which was fucking amazing. Something I never thought I'd get to say. So, I've got no segue, but let's stop that and let's start talking about Terry Ilu. Terry Ilu is the vocalist for XYZ. He was also the vocalist for Great White. From about 20, I think 2010 through about 2018 or 19, almost 10 years, they released a couple albums, Elation. You know, I've, I've talked about this many times in the podcast. I know a lot of people, you know, your mass general audience don't check out older bands when it comes to bands that kind of turn into touring as a nostalgia act, so to speak. But there are a lot of these bands that still put out new music. Some don't, but a lot of them do. And a lot of people don't check this stuff out because, one, it's not on their radar. They don't. 
if they're listening to the radio, the radio doesn't play this stuff a lot of times. But the point I'm trying to make is Great White is one of those bands that never stopped putting out music. And the albums they released with Terry are great. And the thing I appreciated about it is, I mean, you've got that great bluesy sound that Great White is known for. Mark Kendall, Michael Lardy, you know, they've they made a sound. And they've stuck with it, and it's been amazing. The thing I appreciated is that Terry I. Lou doesn't sound like Jack Russell. So sure, when you listen to the song, it doesn't instantly sound like what you think Great White sounds like, but it, it's great music, and at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And I got the chance to see Great White with Terry a few times. And he did all these songs more than justice. And I, and that's another thing. A lot of people just don't give bands the chance they should whenever they have a replacement vocalist. And I get it, you know. There's a lot of a lot to be said about an original lineup, or original singer, original lead guitarist, or whatever. But there are so many out there that are doing the thing and doing it at a high level and sounding great doing it. And Great White is one of those bands that did that with Terry. And since then, they have now recruited Brett Carlisle as their vocalist. And he's a young dude. He's like 25. And that's something that Terry talks about here coming up. And, you know, you may think that's odd for someone to be talking about their quote-unquote replacement in a band, but Terry talks about him because he has a brand new song that came out here a few months ago with George Lynch and the band All or Nothing. It's All or Nothing, George Lynch, and Terry Arlu all together. And All or Nothing is fronted by Brett Carlisle. So you've got Brett and Terry performing this together. And it's a just a great fucking hard rock heavy song. I'm talking hard melodic rock in the vein of, you know, what you would expect from the the heavier side of XYZ. That great George Lynch heavy side, you know. So check this out. Very cool song. And speaking of recording with other great white vocalists, Terry also released a track here just about a month ago, I think it was, a month or two ago, with Jack Russell, the original vocalist of Great White. Who, you know, Jack Russell's been touring for years now with Jack Russell's Great White. They released a cover of Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down, which is a great as well. You can check that on the streaming services. That's something else me and Terry talk about here coming up. And he did an actual tour with with, uh, Jack this past year. They did like a storytellers type tour. So Terry's got stuff going on. He had a solo album come out here a few years ago that we talk about as well. So. Rather than me telling you what we talk about, let's just get into it. Here is Terry Ilu of XYZ. going to the big festival coming up yeah yeah Yeah, i've been to i've been to all of them i saw you there at the is either the first or the second one when xyz played and then saw you with great white there as well yeah thank you right great thank you thank you for for brother kane is one of my favorite men oh yeah yeah i'm glad to see uh he got him back together and doing some shows again yeah yeah they are is that the, uh, the original members um i think it's just two of them Two of them. It was a really good band. 
yeah. very underrated. Yeah, definitely. Cool, man. Well, just kind of jumping into to talk about your stuff. You released this uh, single Dead or Alive a few months ago with George Lynch and All or Nothing. Yeah. Like how did how did this all come together with the you know the collaboration of the three of you? Well, I uh, originally I wrote the song for uh, X Y Z, and um, we were debating whether to release the song or not. And um, um, Pat, my partner, decided that I mean him and I decided that it was not exactly what we wanted at, at this time in our lives. So. We put the song on the shelves for like three years. Didn't do anything with it. It was in my hard drive for three years. One day I listened to it again and I said, this is such a good song. I don't know why we're not doing anything with it. So I, at the time I was working with a band called AON um, and uh, Little Kids and uh, and I was touring with them and um, they were my backup band and, and, I, and I played the song to, to them and they said, oh, it's a great song, you know. And their manager is a buddy of mine. And he said, why don't you record the song with the kids? I'm like, oh, it's a very good idea. So, and I said, why don't we bring somebody else as well, George? So I sent the tape, the recording to George, who um, replied within five minutes and said, I'm in. And that's it. That's the story. And then we uh, we went to Colorado. Um, XYZ has a recording studio over there. So we went to uh, Colorado to, to record the track. And um, we did a funky video. Uh, basically us videotaping each other, you know, and when we were playing, nothing fancy, but turned out to be pretty good. And um, it, it, the funny thing about it is I'm, I'm so amazed at how many people like the song. I'm very, I'm very humbled and I'm very grateful, of course. Um, I didn't expect that. I just put it out thinking, okay, well, you know, it is what it is. And, and I think we have over a quarter million views so far on, on, uh, on um, uh, uh, YouTube and counting every day, I get messages, you know. So I gotta tell you, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised and and grateful for that. All right. Was that the first time you had collaborated with George Lynch? Yes. Well, yeah. we met years ago. We George and I met years ago, uh, but uh, ultimately that didn't work out as far as the collaboration. Um, we had something else. I had something else. So. Um, we uh, it didn't work out, but I've always admired him. I think he's one of the most brilliant guitar player of that era, uh, by far. Uh, one of the the best. Him and Randy Rhodes and Eddie and 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 Paul Gilbert and 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 so many other guys. But there was something there is something about him that is very different from other guys. He's got this sound and his way of playing that is really George Lynch, you know. Um, it's like Eddie Van Halen, you know, in a way, you know, it's got that thing, you know, that's George right away, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Same for J.K. Lee, the way he plays those, those riffs, you know, this is very, you know, so I've always been a big fan of, uh, of uh, George. I, I think he's brilliant. So for me, working with him was a blessing. And then we've been doing shows, of course, together. And the response is phenomenal because everything is sold out. Everything. Every time we play somewhere, it's a sellout. I'm like, holy shit, the show sold out again? Like, yep. So. <laughs> so is uh, this is this leading towards an album or an EP, or is this kind of a standalone song that you guys did? Well, uh, it's uh, hopefully it's not going to be a standalone, but I, 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 George is very busy. He's, I, 
Last time I talked to him, he said, oh, I'm releasing seven albums in 2023. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, that's too much. I mean, yeah. but that's that's what he likes, and, and I, I respect that. Um, <clears throat> so he's very busy doing seven albums. Wow. So um, trying to, to, to find the time to work with him is a bit... Uh, a bit uh, difficult. Uh, I mean, he wants to, and I want to, but it's finding the time. So I have, I, I have a song already, pretty much ready to go. I'm just waiting for for him to to get together with me and and go over the few few details, and it's ready to go. But I don't know when, but it's ready to go. I know we have shows coming up, and right. we talk about it. And when we get on stage, it's magical. I mean, there's there's it's magic in the air when him and I are on stage. Uh, I think we have mutual respect for each other, and um, I know we do. And um, this magic, I'm telling you, dude, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> well, you mentioned All or Nothing working with them. Like, yeah. What were your thoughts the first time you heard Brett? You know, for being someone that young, he's kind of already seasoned and has that stage presence. He blew me away. That, that little SOB blew me away. I'm like, <laughs> how old are you again? He's like 21. I'm like, oh man, really? So I, I love those kids. I'm, I'm friends with the kids. Uh, I call them the kids because they're 21, 22. Um, <laughs> they call me dad, which is funny, you know. <laughs> At least they don't call me grandpa, but right. uh, not yet. But uh, um, I, I really enjoy um, Skyler as a drummer. I think he's, he's a tremendous drummer. Um, uh, he's learning fast. Uh, uh, Ian is solid bass player. Uh, um, uh, you know, and Brett is Brett's got something. He's great singer, and of course, he's with Great White now, which is I'm happy for him. You know, he's, he's a friend of mine too, so it's great. And um, Jacob is just like fuck, he's an amazing guitarist. You know, I mean, really. So he's learning fast too, because you know, uh, uh, you know, being a musician is a learning. A process you, you all you as you go on you learn and learn so um but he's learning very very fast so i'm happy for him well, once once he became the vocalist of great white did you speak to him about any of your experiences with the band or did he reach out to you about that or anything we talked about it of course we mm -hmm. did but it's all positive you know uh again i i don't have animosity whatsoever um i'm happy for them i mean they're touring, they're doing great, you know. Uh they have a Brett is the perfect singer for them, yeah. no doubt yeah. about it. He, he sounds like a young Jack Russell. And um and uh and I say that in you know with, with respect, you know. Um I'm happy for, for Brett. He's he's a, you know, he's he, he's like a little brother to me, you know. So why not help him? You know, I mean I'm I'm happy that it, that he's doing well, you know. I don't have a you know, it's funny because I worked with the three, I mean, between Brett, Jack and I, three members of Great White working together, because as you know, I released, I don't know if you know that, but I just released a song with Jack, Jack yeah. Russell. So I'm like a bit of the glue, oh, 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 you know, between all that, you know, between, I, I still talk to members of Great White. I don't have animosity, you know, uh. I still talk to um, friends with Jack, of course, and friends with Brett, you know, it's all good. Yeah. I mean, I can't really think of a situation in the past where there's been like that, where it's been, what, three vocalists, you know, from the same band working together. 
oh it's unique side of the band you know (laughs) it's it's unique but i you have to know that i i believe that um i think we're in it for the music um and we have to 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 sometimes leave the uh the the bad feelings aside and just say okay i'm a musician i'm an artist and uh you know we we all have to fight for our own meal so the thing is you know, bands, they change members all the time, you know, and, and I know it's difficult for the fans. I get it. You know, it's difficult because you want, oh, I want the original singer. I want the original guitar player. I get it. It's totally understandable. However, being in a band is like, an, it's like a marriage. You don't always get along. And, and, and what are you going to do? Spend the rest of your life with the same woman, same man, just because it says so? No, you can't. You can't. But you have to compromise and you have to be, everything has to be amicable. And um, most of the time it's not. It's pretty rare that it's amicable. I mean, again, I, I'm still in touch with members of Great White. You know, uh, not all of them, but some of them are very close to. And, you know, life goes on. <laughs> was that, I mean, speaking of the fans, was that tough at times for you being the guy that followed someone that everybody wanted to see or... I mean, even though you you know you have an amazing voice, but it's different from Jack's. Like you mentioned, Brett's is more in tune with it. Was that ever anything you thought about, or very difficult? I f- okay. These are th- you have to know that uh, these were big shoes to fill. Um, people remember Jack when he was on top of his game, uh, the a brilliant um, singer and uh, great entertainer, a funny guy. You know, so people remember that and they expect you 20 years later to do the same thing <laughs> and you're 20 years older and you're like, oh, okay, 30 actually. So I'm like, holy shit. So um, at, at times it was very difficult. The f- first year was very hard on me. Um, a lot of people were like, well, you know, Terry's a good singer, but he's not Jack, you know, well, nobody's Jack and nobody's Terry and nobody's Robert Plant and nobody's, we all have our own thing. And um, again, the first year was, Tough, and after um, delivering good shows and great shows, and the crowd says, "Well, better the, better Terry than anybody else." So they they were okay with that. They said, "Well, if we can't have Jack, we might as well get Terry." And I get it, you know, I get it. Um, um, I, I, Jack and I talked about it many times, and what he praised, what he thanked me for, is the fact that I was never trying to be a clone. I never tried to be a some singers, some bands replace a singer uh, purposely with a, a sound alike, you know. And um, those sound alike are amazing, by the way. Uh, Journey is an example, you know. Yeah. Arnold is a great singer. Uh, Kelly from Foreigner is a great singer. Um, wonderful. Um, but I would never want to be a sound alike. I'm sorry, you know. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, it's for me, you know. I I, I want to, you know, give the fans myself not trying to be somebody else you know what i mean it's like being married to to uh, you know marrying a, a woman and uh she's constantly gonna remind you of a former husband and you're gonna have to be like the former husband it's kind of weird you know what i mean it's like yeah. uh, okay uh I, I think it's very awkward to be honest with you very odd so but but i understand you know fans want to hear the original thing you know i get it like Journey has that, and it's tremendous. The guy is tremendous, you know. Oh, so much respect for him. But it's not who I am. I want to be myself. And 
you know, I may never sing for Journey, most likely, but I'm still happy with what I have achieved. Well, you, you mentioned you and Jack were friends. Like, whose idea was it for these shows, these storyteller shows you guys did? How did that whole process come together? Was it one of you reaching out to the other? And that's myself. I, uh, okay. I always have, like, t- tons of ideas. But yeah. Jack and yeah. I, yeah, o- o- over the years, we, we chatted about this. Uh, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. You know, how's everything? You know, And then one day, I, I realized that him and I went through some difficult times um, in our lives, different events in our lives, you know, his thing and my thing, different things. And I said, you know, I'd like to do a song with you. And he said, sure. And I said, you know, that song, that Tom Petty song, uh, I Won't Back Down, would be perfect. And he said, why? He said, well, because life is tough. Life is really tough. And 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 life throws rocks at you every day. And, and it's, as Sylvester Stallone used to say, it's not how tough you are. It's how tough you can take the punch and stand up and, and, and keep walking. Yeah. And it's basically that, you know, it's just life is just... There's no mercy. You know, that's what it is. You know, people don't get it, you know. Um, so nothing is fair in life. We, we think it's something's going to be fair. Nothing is fair. Um, but you can make it fair. I don't know if that's the word. <laughs> can you use that word fair? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, invented a word. Uh, but uh, the, the bottom line is you can make it better for yourself by giving yourself chances and choices and, and doing the right choices and making the right choices. And uh, so I called Jack. I said, do you want to record that song? Because uh, you and I went from difficult times and things and we lose. We, I mean, we lost some good things and we were rewarded for some great things as well. And life has been tough. And he said, yeah, man, you got it. <laughs> so still <he> talks. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, he said, you got it. So I said, we recorded the song and, uh, I was surprised, same thing. I didn't expect it much. And now Jody, my, my PR girl, is promoting the song. I, I'd never tried. And, and all of a sudden, people want to hear it. People said, oh, my God, it's great. I'm like, thanks. I just, Jack is great. Jack's a great singer. He's got a great tone. And I, and him and I on stage, man, it's it's a riot. It's pretty funny, actually, because we're both comedian. Um um, he's got a great sense of humor, and, and I believe I do as well. And uh, so we crack jokes on stage. We, we, I mean, literally, and we do a Q&A with the crowd. It's, it's, it's really weird. We, we don't want to be big shows. We don't want to do big, big shows in front of a thousand people. We'd rather do smaller shows, three, four hundred people. And many times we actually talk to the audience. We did. We talk to the audience, ask questions. What do you want to hear? You know, or, or remember that song, whatever you know, and then we improv. We improv. Actually, we did an improv of Johnny Cash. Uh, uh, we did a. Uh, I'll sing that song. No, 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 no. Folsom. Uh, oh my God! I forget the name of the title. Um, Kill the man. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were talking about um, country music, and I told him, he "says oh, I really like country music." He says, "Yeah, me too." So we're talking about that, and my guitar player, Jake is a really good country guitar player as well. So he started doing some stuff. I told him, I said, play me some stuff. He started th- and then uh, Jack's guitar player said, oh, I can do that too. So we started jamming on some country stuff. And all of a sudden, Jack started singing a Johnny Cash song. And the crowd went nuts. So yeah. it's just full improvisation. We didn't even know what songs. We said, what song are you going to play next? I don't know. What do you want to hear? Oh, I don't want to do this one. Oh, I hate that one. You know. So it's just like... It's rock and roll. 
I mean, is it easy for you to do that whenever you don't go into a show having the mindset of this is the set list? I mean, can you just pull stuff out? It's yeah, fairly easy like that. Yeah, sometimes I sometimes I surprise the band. I'm like, hey, let's do this one. When I was with XYZ, I surprised the band many times. Well, let's not do this one tonight. Let's do that one. And the guys are like, oh, we 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 haven't played it in a long time. Just don't worry about it. Just fake it, you know. And 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 uh, sometimes it works. Sometimes it didn't work. <laughs> but uh, but the bottom line is, I like to do that. I like to improv a lot. I'm I'm it's the best way to be. I mean, you can you set. You have your own set list, of course, and then you don't be afraid to just go beyond that. You know, the Stones are like that. You know that the Stones don't have a set list, right? They uh, every day they rehearse every day when they're on the road. They rehearse every day, okay, which is pretty amazing for a band that's been together for so many years. Yeah, and Mick, so they rehearse a bunch of songs, and Mick would go on stage and he look at the, the band. This is let's do this one, you know, and the guys are like, well, okay, you know, it's just this calls it, you know, right. and and I think that's brilliant. Brilliant. Well, Absolutely. he's he's yeah. brilliant himself. He's Mick Jagger. He's brilliant, you know. Of course, we know that. Yeah. <laughs> one of the times I saw you with Great White, I I believe right before Save Your Love, you mentioned that it was one of your all-time favorite songs. Yeah. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but what is it about that song that, you know, even before you're in Great White that you love so much? Because I'm right there with you. It's like one of the greatest ballads ever, in my opinion. Well, thank you. I think it's a very simple... And what I mean by simple, I don't mean to be demeaning. I think it's a very simple song, very sim- great melody, uh, very great melody, very well played. Mark did a wonderful guitar solo uh, in that song. There's, uh, I like the, the chord change and that stuff. And um, uh, Jack sang it beautifully. I mean, really, he really did so well. Um, it's a beautiful song. It's just such a simple song, you know. Yeah. You know, sometimes we, you know, um, we don't, we, we want to make things complicated as artists or, you know, I'm not talking just music, but in general, you know, you know, painters, whatever, you know, but take a band like Linus Kennard. They, re- they released that song, Simple Man, years ago. Uh, if you play the song, it's really few chords, you know, and simple melody, but it's beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's sometimes, simplicity is the key sometimes. You don't want to be too complicated you know and and it's a case for that song uh save all your love it's a beautiful song nicely written i love this song yeah i really enjoy singing it it's funny because brett and i before we joined the band we sang it live together we um i was asking nashville to do a show and some fans says can you do great white i'm like yeah, I'll do a great white. So I haven't done that song in a long time. I'll do a great white. And then I'll turn around and Brett was there. And I said, why don't you come on stage and join me? And he was not in great white back then. It was last year in, in somewhere in July. And he said, okay, you got it. So we did that song together. And uh, it's great. That's great. And now he's with great white. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Talking about uh, XYZ for a moment. You're coming up on 40 years here in like a year or so of the band being together. Is that... Hard to comprehend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a few gray right here. If you think, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, it's I've, I've met Pat when I was a kid in Europe in France. Um, we've been friends ever since, and uh, I never expected to be doing that. Uh, Thirty something years later, singing the same songs and and 
signing autograph and all that stuff. I didn't expect that. I, I didn't know what to expect. I just said, okay, I'm just gonna record songs and have fun, you know. 30 something years later, I'm, I'm still singing those songs and, you know, doing shows and, uh, you know, and I'm grateful for that, for the fans. And um, yeah, I mean, um, it's a surprise. Yeah. You know, it's a surprise. It's like a marriage, you know, you like, you meet somebody and 20 years later, you, you look at the person, you see, like, wow, I still like her or she still likes me. It's wow, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I know you had spoken before about an album you guys had completed here in the past couple of years right like what's the status on seeing the light of day on that it's it's an ep we decided okay. to make it an ep we wrote i rewrote about 20 23 songs but we have decided to make an ep um and it's a little bit different than than the, the first xyz uh the band has grown 30 years later the band is a bit different you know we're not gonna talk about spandex and strippers you know right um right. However, the voice is still there. The sound is still there. It's just, um, it's just like if you take a band like Led Zeppelin, for example, uh, which of course I don't compare myself to Zeppelin. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare. But if you take a band like Zeppelin, the first album, you had you had songs like Communication Breakdown, um, all that's great songs. And then you, you go to Physical Graffiti, which is my all-time favorite Zeppelin album. It's much more complex. In the light, all those songs are much more complex, yet it's still the same band. But if you really pay attention, you're like, wow, they've grown, you know? So uh, the new XYZ will be in a way like that. Um, we're not going to release physical graffiti, but I'm saying we're, we've grown. You know, we, we, the arrangement are a bit different. You know, the, the, the sound is more matured. Uh, matured. Uh, the, the overall production is a bit richer. Um, but it's still rock and it's still um, it's still me singing, you know, it's just a little bit more. I think the lyrics are a bit deeper, I would say, you know, so. Yeah, 30 years later, you don't think about the same thing, you know, you don't talk about the same thing. And if you do, well, good for you. But no, I don't. Speaking on that, 30 years later, like as far as writing goes, like you said, more mature, like where do you get inspiration now? when it comes to writing your own music compared to where you did 30 years ago? Well, it depends who I write for. If I write for XYZ, like well, you have a song like uh, like uh, Dead or Alive, which was written for XYZ, and I'm writing the next one. So that's vain. I just, over the years, I, I, I accumulated so many songs in my head, you know, um, so I don't really have to listen to anything, you know, when it comes to that, you know, to be honest with you. Um. As far as news, I write so many different type of music. Like if I write for a movie or if I write for an artist or something else, it just depends what they ask me to 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 write for or for for whom. You know what I mean? Uh, I just recently wrote songs for a movie, and I know what they were looking for. And specifically, I did my research, and I said, okay, that's the sound they're looking for. So I, I wrote for that in mind, with that in mind. Um, but um, Again, if it's for XYZ, I know what to, you know, I don't have to go anywhere. I know it's embedded in me, you know, <laughs> but if it's um, somebody said you need to write a country song, then I'm going to listen to a lot of country music. A few years ago, you released the Gypsy Dreams album, speaking of Zeppelin, you know, that was one of the tracks on there that you covered was Whole lot of Love. Like, were any of those tracks difficult to rearrange in the kind of stripped down style that you did them in? 
Yeah, they were. Like but heaven and hell, like, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, heaven and hell was actually easy. Really? Okay. One. Yeah. Um, some of the tracks, um, Boys of Summer was difficult because um, we completely changed the rhythm. Uh, was a difficult one. Um, but I was, um, I was, um, my, my guitar players, Luis and, 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 and Jose, were, are amazing. So it was a big help, you know, big help, you know, uh, uh, working with so great, so, so those great, <laughs> beautiful musicians. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it's a team effort. You know, Bowie said to me one day, he said, it's, he said, how, how is that that you can come up with all these ideas and everything? He said, oh, no, it's just, it's just, I have ideas. He's, he's a brilliant, he was a brilliant man. But he says, I make sure that whomever is working with me also has great ideas. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm so smart. And it's true because yeah. you, if you work with Dom and Dommer, and then you know what it's going to sound like, you know, you're going <laughs> to say, how about this idea? Like, oh, oh, oh. you know, so. There <laughs> you go. I saw just recently you had posted on Facebook or social media about that you're thinking of doing a solo tour, just like a stripped down you and a guitarist. Is that something that's in the works or is that just a still in the thought it's, process? It's still in the thought process. I know who I want as a guitar player. Uh, I, I know I'm, I'm excited. It's just, um, I haven't, it's just in the thought process right now, but I really want to do it because I, I, I'd like to do a few like, 20 shows, 15, 20 shows, uh, and, and in smaller venues and have fun. You know, I love to do that. It's a great connection. It's a great way to connect with, uh, with the crowd. Absolutely. So it'd be similar to what you did with Jack just on your own. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to have another singer with me, actually, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind having another singer, uh, sharing the stage with, with someone, you know, uh, talented as well. You know, it would be great. A lot of fun. You know, I'd love to, to, to join, to, 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 to be on stage and, and share the stage with someone. I have a problem with it. So. Should get Mitch Malloy and try to complete all the great white singers. <laughs> Mitch is a nice guy. I mean, I've met him many times. Yeah. He's, I don't know him very well, but um, I don't have a problem with him at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's, he, he, you know, he did what he had to do and wish him the very best. What else could we look for here in 2023? I mean, what do you have coming? Do you have besides the possibility of the solo tour or anything else we can look forward to? That's it. Oh yeah, the the, the movie coming out, the, the 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 songs I wrote for this movie. But that's about it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be touring a lot in 23, but I'm, I'm I have a lot of songs to release, so that's that's going to be a lot. You know, that's why I'm working with Jody, my my PR girl, to slowly release all the songs. Um, I think every six weeks we're going to release a song. Um, okay. some of them will be, you know, hard and rock. Some of them will be, you know, almost romantic. I don't care. I'm actually working on some, on, on a, uh, on the idea of releasing, uh, uh, songs uh, of that fifties era, like uh, Tony Bennett and stuff like that. Believe yeah. it or not, you know, big bands. I've always, I always love that stuff. I think it's important to just think outside the box and not just get caught in just one style. I mean, I was lucky enough to, to grow up in a household that had like all kinds of music being played um, um, from Spanish to, to European, to rock, to whatever. So, hold on a second.
sorry. Um, so I was lucky to 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 grow up in that environment. So I really listened to so I absorbed so many sounds. But the bottom line is, um, I want to continue thinking outside the box. Sometimes I will release a heavy metal album, songs like the one I did with George, or I have one coming up with a, a guy named J.K. Northrop. It's really cool, very XYZ actually, very, very XYZ, early XYZ, uh, like Face Down in the Garter, very, very blues rock. I have a bunch of songs like that ready to go. And sometimes I'm going to release songs that are a little bit more, I would say, esoteric, a little bit more, you know, uh, deeper lyrics and, you know, a bit romantic or whatever. I don't care. What matters is I want to please myself. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it these days, too, as far as releasing stuff, like you said, every six weeks or so, because then you kind of don't people don't you don't get lost in the shuffle or something new always coming out. Yeah, with the way that's people the way consume it, yeah. stuff these days, you know. Cool, man. Well, I'm loving the stuff I've heard from you recently and really looking forward to what you have coming soon. And I appreciate you taking the time with me today. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. Great conversation. And please um, send me a link so I can post it on my website. There you go. A huge thank you to Terry Ilu, the lead vocalist of XYZ, former vocalist of Great White. Great new music with him featuring George Lynch and All or Nothing. Also featuring Jack Russell. Also more to look forward to as you heard there. In that interview right there, a huge thank you to Jody Best of Best Bet Promotions for her continued, ongoing, and never-ending support of this podcast. Huge thank you to, of course, Terry for taking the time out there to give me a call on Zoom and talk about all the stuff he's got going on. Greatly appreciate it. If this is your first time listening, I greatly appreciate that as well. Speaking of Terry, XYZ, Great White. All that kind of stuff. Mark Kendall of Great White has been on this podcast twice in the past. When you're talking about that 80s rock era, the melodic, the heyday of glam, hair metal, melodic rock, whatever it is you want to call it, there's been a ton of those guys on this podcast. Frank Cannon of Tesla has been on here four times. Brian Weed of Tesla has been on here. Jeff Wright, Jeff, excuse me, Jeff Wright, Jeff Tate, the original vocalist of Queensryche. D. Snyder of Twisted Sister, Mark Slaughter of Slaughter, Phil Lewis and Tracy Guns of L.A. Guns have been on here before, and you never know, one of them may be on here very soon again. Members of Junkyard, members of Kicks, members of Warrant, a couple members of Warrant, a couple members of Trickster, members of Firehouse, Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses, Vivian Campbell of Def Leppard and Dio, Reb Beach of Winger and Whitesnake, John Karabi of Molly Crew, The Scream, The Dead Daisies, Glenn Hughes of The Dead Daisies, Deep Purple, Black Country Communion, who also recently announced their first show in like six or seven years. It's not until next year, so at that point, seven or eight years. Hopefully they announce more, but they probably won't, because that's a band that rarely ever does anything when it comes to touring, at least. Hopefully we get a new album out of the deal too, but regardless, I could rattle for hours about Glenn Hughes. So besides that, who else? Gene Simmons of KISS, Bruce Kulick, formerly of KISS, David Elfson, formerly of Megadeth, James Lomenzo of Megadeth, Chris Broderick, formerly of Megadeth. I've also had all members of Testament, Death Angel, Shooter Jennings has been on here, Vanilla Ice has been on here, members of Hellstorm, Sons of Texas, Saliva, 
The list is freaking long. Seven dust, corrosion conformity, prong, white zombie, typo, negative, helmet. I'm going to stop there. DeepThunderUnderground.com. You can listen to everything right there on the player, or you can listen pretty much anywhere podcast or heard. Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that stuff. Wherever you're listening right now, follow, like, or subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Anytime you see a post, like, comment, or share, that's an easy free way to help out. I've got merch, t-shirts, koozies, guitar picks, shot glasses, stickers, magnets. I mentioned future episodes a minute ago. As of the moment that I'm recording this, I do not have any future episode recorded that I can speak about. But I've got two that are going to be recorded later this week. And both of them are cool names. One of them, you know, I've said this many times, I don't like announcing stuff before it happens, even when it's confirmed to happen, because some of this stuff falls through. You know how it goes, it's rock and roll, right? But one of the artists is someone who has been on this podcast before, and someone I just mentioned a few minutes ago. And excuse me, another one of the artists that I'm confirmed to interview has never been on this podcast. As has anyone from the band he is in, and the band he is in is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That doesn't narrow it down, but like I said, there's been four previous Rock and Roll Hall of Famers on here. Like I mentioned, the members of Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard, Kiss, and Deep Purple. And we're about to add a fifth one to that list, hopefully. So, you will find about that, find out about that next week. Or if you follow me on Facebook, you'll find out here on today or tomorrow on the socials. So, all right. Enough rambling. Once again, a huge thank you. Terry Ilu, Best Bet Promotions, DEB Concerts, Sunset Tattoo, and Med Farm. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground.